wants? Do you have need? Can you say honestly before God, before other believers, right now in this time in your life, I have no wants? It's a big ask. It's a big ask. I don't think I can, um, to be honest with you. But it's encouraging to kind of look at um, the, p- the potential that's here where, where you may be lacking. And maybe you're not lacking. Maybe you just don't realize that you're not lacking. So if I do this right, I'm trying to do these slides. How do I do this, Josh? So glad I made you. Come here. We got it? All right. Okay, so I'm going to try and figure out this technology. Thank you for your patience with technology. I used to do slides a long time ago, and I stopped for a while for, for a few different reasons, but um, I think it's good that we do this a little bit. So I pulled out some thoughts from this whole psalm, and I can't get into the depths of this psalm. Like a, a whole Psalm 23 message could be done in a Sunday, but because we're breaking every verse down, um, I'm kind of dancing a little bit just on an outline of, of wanting because the whole thing is every verse that you look at is about what David no longer wants. You know, that, that's really the way to look at the psalm. I'm not wanting any of these things. And, and the things that are provided by the shepherd so that David no longer has want is sustenance and rest. When he, he makes me lie down in that green pasture, refreshment by the, by the clean water, he restores my soul. He leads me in the past. He gives me direction, my well-being, my health, my safety, courage for me, protection, comfort and correction with the rod and the staff, blessings, and just a flat-out relationship with the shepherd. All this psalm is saying all these things we should no longer want in our relationship with God. So what's our immediate reaction when we think about I shall not want? What's, what's your immediate um, reaction? Just, there we go. Okay, so I got to tap it. Just, this is an insight to my son's life every day. Josh, get over here. Um, so, poor kid. The... Uh, so when you have an immediate reaction, you say, I shall not want. What's the first thought that runs into your head? What, what, out, what, what direction does your mind go? Is it to the temporal? My daily needs. Is it my shelter? Is it my daily bread? Is, is it my comfort? Is it my home? Is it my car? Is it my job? Do I, do I look at this and say, when I say, the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. My temporal needs are met. God has been good to me. And I'm good. Or is your reaction the spiritual? I have a relationship with the, with the shepherd now that I did not have before. And because of that, I have comfort and peace. I'll say this. Everything for the Christian is spiritual. Even the temporal. Even the temporal. It's all spiritual. You should never separate the two no longer in our life because it's all blessing by God. So what do we want? What are we looking for? Our earthly needs, our spiritual needs. Well, it's both, but it's all spiritual. It's spiritual because it changes our perspective. We're able to look at everything, good and bad, say it's a blessing of the Lord. Every challenge, every abundance is still of God now. So when we look at everything in our life, we're able to say, I don't want. Let's get into more detail on this stuff as, as we go through it. 
But the question has to be, are we satisfied spiritually so we're not hungering worldly? Are you satisfied spiritually so you're not hungering worldly? We're, we're made to want. You realize that, right? The first thing that happens in us, whether you realize it or not, is your soul is wanting reconciliation with God. That drives every person through everything they do and everything we do in life. Whether we realize it or not, people do not know that they're living their lives a certain way, trying to fulfill it with things that can't fill it because they have an innate desire to want. And what they want is reconciliation with God. And what David points out in this psalm so beautifully, all the blessings that come from the fact that this relationship is now restored. He is his shepherd. He is his provider. He is his God. And if we have that mindset, that balance, that foundation, that changes us in everything to say, I don't want. doesn't mean I don't want things to change, but I don't want. It's a mindset. It's, it's, a, it's an attitude. It's a perspective. Can we accept our conditions? Can we accept our conditions even though they're not ideal? I was thinking uh, when we were on vacation this past summer and we were driving across the, the Midwest, at one point, I think it was the drive from Detroit to Chicago, which was rather long, and we had to stop at one of those highway rest stops. And there was a family sitting out front of the rest stop with a sign, young family, maybe three kids kind of running around, young, young couple. And they had a sign that said, homeless living in car, need money for gas. And I had to stop and rest. So when I came back out, somebody else was talking to them. And so, so I just kind of moved on my way. Some, some guy had brought someone else in to, to talk to him. Look, like they were having a, a question. The guy, here's the guy talking about their circumstances and why they were that way. And are we able to say, even in that circumstance, have you ever considered, like I don't think anybody here is in that circumstance or been in that circumstance that I'm aware of, but things got like that. You've lost everything. No fault of your own. Sometimes things happen. It's no fault of your own. But you end up, your family in a car, that's your, that's your home. Can you say, I shall not want? It's a tall ask. We should be able to. We could plead with God, say, God, change my circumstance. God, provide for my family. God, get me out of this. But at the core of our heart, we need to accept if that's where God has us, our relationship with him is what matters in that moment. Our relationship with him is what matters in that moment. So do I need to adjust my expectations of what qualifies as a want or a need before the throne, before I say, God, I, I want, I need? I think that the intimate relationship can clarify that for us. So question I have, when you read this, I shall not want, or you say I shall not want, are you making an observation or a decision? Is it an observation or a decision? If it's an observation, then I'm making acknowledgement I'm aware of something that's happened. My relationship with God means 
I don't want. It's a, it's, a, it's a status, it's a condition, it's a place I'm in. I know where I'm at right now with God. So I have no want. But can it be a decision? Can I look in the mirror and say, I commit, oops, typo, to not want any longer. I can't blame that one on Josh. Sorry, buddy. That's, that's all me. Uh, I commit. I purpose in my mind, in my thinking, to not want any longer. I think we need to do both. We need to do both. You need to read that psalm. You need to live that that verse. Say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That's a condition I have with God right now. I recognize and I humbly proclaim and worship my God that because of my relationship with him, I'm in a place where I shall not want because he's taking care of everything that I actually need, which is my relationship with him. But I can also say, I need to commit this to my mind. Because we have to. The way we think, the way we're wired, we're going to continue to want. We're going to continue to look for things. We're going to try and seek satisfaction, happiness. It's a struggle for every person. In some way, we all have that struggle over something. And I think we have to make a decision. We have to commit ourselves to live this verse. I commit, God, to not want. I humbly, before you, humbly before you, profess that I will not want. I will trust you for what you provide. But what are some challenges? And, and, and pulling this, some of these thoughts actually from the life of the sheep, because we want to maintain the, the condition of the psalm, the attitude of the psalm, which is, my relationship with God as my shepherd. So some challenges I have with this. Uh, first one is restlessness. It's hard for me to not want if I'm restless. If my condition, my heart, my spiritual condition um, is restlessness, I'm always kind of trying to find out something to, to, to do. I, I can't just rest in God, you know? Um, I, I'm always admired the, those, the servants of Christ that we've met, the people who come to conferences and the people who talk and the missionaries, there's a peace and a serenity they have because they know what they're doing for God and they just do it. They're not over here and over there and over there and over here. Let me try this, let me try that, let me try this, let me try that. Let me see what I'm supposed to be doing for God. There's no restlessness uh, in them. And that's a characteristic of sheep. That's why sheep wander around and get caught in thickets and, and do things like that because they're restless. They can't just stay in one place where the shepherd put them and just be satisfied. Speaking of satisfaction, discontentment. Nothing satisfies me. No matter what I do, no matter what I try, even trying to serve God, I'm not satisfied. I'm wanting something. I'm needing something. This is a condition of the heart that, that someone is, is struggling with and going through I can't find any contentment. I'm going to keep trying this and trying that, but I just can't find peace. And then there's the big one, pride. Nothing is better than my way. Can I say I shall not want the Lord is my shepherd and trust in the place he has me and the work he has me? Or am I continually trying, trying to find something else? I'm just not satisfied. I can't find any peace. I can't find any rest because I'm not at peace with God. 
And then there's trust. Do I trust my shepherd or do I have to do it myself? Do I have to trust? Can I not trust my shepherd? Here's the thing. It's true, what John said last week, was that we are like sheep. We are like sheep in that, one, we're not real bright sometimes. Um, We get ourselves into trouble. We wander into places we should not go because we're restless. We're discontent. We want to find something new. We we just can't be happy with what God has for us. Um, But here's the thing, folks. We are not sheep. You know what separates us from the sheep is we actually can learn. We can change. We can mature. A sheep will always wander off. That's why the shepherd has to be on it all the time. The shepherd gets no break because the sheep will always wander off. But we're not sheep. We're not. We should mature and grow and stop wandering into the thicket which gets us so tangled and caught that we need help getting out. We should not wander off into the craggly place where we left the the pasture in the clear water. If we have found contentment and peace with our shepherd, we should not be wandering and looking and getting involved in things that we have no business getting involved with because we're not satisfied. We should be at rest and at peace. Amen? Thank you. All right. Let's learn. Let's mature. Let's not create our own problems like sheep, especially repetitively. Let's, let's, let's learn. You know, uh, another truth about the sheep, just to throw it out there, is that people love the romanticized idea of the shepherd climbing up the mountain and grabbing that wayward sheep and throwing them over his shoulders and he carries them down to safety. You can't do that with human beings. That's another reason why we're not like sheep. Okay, you can you can encourage, you can invite, you can plead, but you can't really pick a human being up off, throw them on your shoulders. They they fight, they struggle. It's it's complicated. It doesn't really work well. So let's keep that in mind, our expectations. But you know when we're talking about things like trust, there's there's the condition of the sheep that could be right now in the green field and pasture and by the clear water and he should be satisfied and content. But then there's the sheep that right now the shepherd is leading to that place. Right? Maybe that's where you're at right now. Do you trust the shepherd to get you to that place? Or is this too rocky? There's not enough water. There's not enough grass. We're never going to get there. This is never going to end. This is not fair. This is not right. I thought he was my shepherd. Well, maybe he's leading you to that place. So you have to trust him and not want out of sometimes your condition and trust that he's leading you through something. And that place, that's where you learn how much the shepherd loves you and cares for you. When he leads you through that rocky mountain to the green pasture, that's when you learn your greatest reliance on him. That's when your relationship with him grows the most. If you're in the green pasture and you have the clear water, you're at rest, and you're enjoying fellowship with him. But when you're getting to that place and you're going through the rocky hills and the, and the complicated valley of death and all these places that the shepherd's leading you, that's when you learn to trust in him the most. And he becomes a deeper relational shepherd, not just the shepherd who's over there. And I see him watching a lot of sheep, but he's my shepherd because he picked me up and he got me through that place. And he carried me through that difficult problem. So now because I know him, my wants for this problem 
My whole attitude has changed. I trust my Lord. I trust my shepherd. There's also the requirement to release to his authority. And this is part of the, the trust and the pride. The next verse that we're going to look at is to say, He leads me, right? He leads me in the path of righteousness. He leads me beside still water. Do I trust him to lead me? Or do I insist I have to do it myself? Am I wanting control? Am I wanting control? So our wants and needs the same thing. And who determines what qualifies as a need? Do we take our wants and make them needs? What qualifies as a want need? Is it our material needs? Is it our physical needs? Is it our emotional needs? Is it our spiritual needs? It comes a very complicated, blurry line in our life with Christ. And that peace that we have with him overrides all these things, all these struggles, all these worries. so that we can trust and rest in him. There are, there are wants, like, God, I want a deeper relationship with you. I want to know you so much more intimately. There are wants like, Lord, I, I want my loved one to be healthy. I want to be healthy. Um, and then there are wants like, I want more money in my bank account, and I, I want a better car. And we have to be very careful that we understand what's, what's really a want that's a need, and what's a want that's just a want? Because the want needs, uh, our health, um, our blessings, um, the, our walk with him, those are things that we will find you know, with him absolutely in, in, in the depth of our relationship with him. But know this, you can't want the world and Christ at the same time. Cannot want the world and Christ at the same time. So we need, we need to make decisions on what our wants are. So let's consider what some victories over wants are from Scripture. First one, John 10.10. 10. Enjoy the abundant life. You can conquer your struggle with want by knowing this. I have come, this is when Jesus is speaking of himself as the good shepherd, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Can you focus on the fact that the life you have right now is abundant and put aside wants and betters and, and things that you think are needs and really enjoy the position you're in with Christ and realize, realize that this life, whatever it is right now for you, and it's not all the same for everybody here, in God's eyes is abundant. And it's abundant because Christ is in it. If it's not abundant, you need to ask why is Christ not in it? Because that's on you, not him. Is your life abundant? Does it feel abundant? Because the life with the shepherd is a life of abundance. We need to recognize God's generosity. Let's turn to Luke 12.
In Luke 12, we'll, we'll read 22 to 32. Then he said to his disciples, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which have neither storehouse nor barn, and God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? If you then are not able to do the least, why are you anxious for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothes the grass, which today is in the field and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. For all these things the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knows that you need these things. But seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. We can conquer the struggle of wants, if that's what's, what's going on, by recognizing these two very important things in verse 31 and 32. If we seek the kingdom, all these things are added to you. God provides. That includes knowing Him. It is also God's pleasure to give us the kingdom, His good pleasure to give us the kingdom. In depth, we're talking about the relationship with the king. That is the kingdom. It's not about the palace. It's not about the rose of gold and, and, the, and the clear lakes and all those things of peace. It's about the actual king. So it's his good pleasure to give you an in-depth relationship with the actual king of the kingdom. Seek the kingdom. And he's going to take care of all the other things. I, I wonder if, if Christ is insinuating, and I don't want to put words in this, it's just something to think about. If we're not seeking the kingdom, does he leave this to us on our own? It's just something to think about. Where our attitude, where our heart needs to be. We need to fixate on seeking the kingdom of God. That in-depth relationship with, with the Lord, even the body, the work of the kingdom. Focus on those things. Let God take care of the temporal wants. But know this, it is his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. He knows what we need best. We can also rest on God's promises. In Psalm 84, 11, it says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. It is never God's nature to withhold to those who are his. So are we seeking for things that he's desiring to give us, has already given us, and we're not acknowledging them? Because it's his nature to not withhold good things, to give generously. That's the nature of God. In 2 Corinthians 8 9, it says, And he said to me, 
My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities than the power, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Can we trust in Christ's perfection in our life? Paul here is speaking specifically about a physical suffering that he had, but he did not allow that to interfere with his work for the Lord. He had a quote from Jesus himself, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Are we able to rest on the shepherd and receive his strength rather than struggle for our own? Because his is guaranteed victory and power. Ours is guaranteed futility. Can you read that? All right. And lastly, we need to live in Christ's peace. In John 20, 27, Christ said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And in Hebrews 13, 20, 21, it reads, Now may the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. We have such a tremendous opportunity in life that no one else can claim who does not know the Lord. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I am not my shepherd. You are not my shepherd. A politician is not my shepherd. My boss is not my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I want to give you this thought. I shall not want. The way I translated it, I abandon desiring anything he does not provide or is. I abandon desiring anything that he does not provide or is. Psalm 23 is built around the relationship with the shepherd. It's, it's a proclamation of the life we have when we're restored to him. Our longing in life from birth is the search for what ultimately satisfies. What we know it is, is him. Do you know it? Can you honestly say it? If for any reason uh, or any circumstance, anybody here does not know the shepherd, it's very easy. Ask him to be your shepherd. All you have to do is ask him to be your Lord, and you will no longer want. You'll be able to put aside the things of the world, You'll be able to put aside the challenges of the world, the struggles, even heartache. Because we shall not want. We'll close in prayer. Loving God, we thank you for our shepherd. It, it's, it's a drop in the bucket, what we've talked about this morning. 
how fulfilling and satisfying He is. Our circumstances, our situations, our conditions, our health, uh, so many things, God, um, can be a struggle in this world and in this life. But we know that in Jesus, we shall not want. We will trust. We will rest. We will enjoy. And we will be satisfied. Because he alone is our good shepherd. We thank you for our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. May he be glorified as we remember him and think of him this way. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord bless you. Have a great week.